following episode most likely contains graphic language, details of violence, and murder, and may not be suitable for all audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. everybody welcome to episode 45 of the true crime podcast murder with my mother where i talk murder <laughs> with some random lady no just kidding with my mother some lady that gave you uh what? their womb for nine months 10 10 <laughs> 10 yeah it's yeah. 10 months everybody you were just public service announcement well in my case it was probably like 11 but 10 months that's how long you're pregnant for Nice. Yeah, super nice. Anyway, uh, what is up, everybody? Uh, Thank you for all the love on the last episode. We got a lot of love. We did. We We got uh, a lot, a lot, a lot of love. We did. Yeah, it was super nice to have Mark again from Vancouver True Crime. Mark. Uh, does um, awesome work. We, I mean, I'm hoping that people that were not following him while well, you listened to the last episode quickly went and followed him because he is super up to date with his, all his events, current events. I mean, a lot of the time we talk about current events on our show. I get it from Mark's page. So yeah, and he's like in the know, like right now. Yeah, like so. in a second. Yeah, and we may or may not be doing something with Vancouver True Crime. So if you guys love Murder with My Mother and you guys want to support us and watch us on whatever he's going to put out. We don't really know yet, but I'll let you guys know. Um, yeah, last time uh, we touched on, obviously, all the things that are going around Vancouver, going on around Vancouver. Um, There's the, a lot. There is a lot. And actually, that week that we released before, well, we recorded our episode before, but afterwards, it was like so many horrible things happened in our city. And it was just like, we, I know we touched on some of them, like the macings, like the bear mace and... Just the hitting random people on the bus or the sky train. Yeah. Uh, so, so since our last episode, there has literally been a murder um, in front of a Starbucks downtown Vancouver, which I mean, hello, I don't know if I'm going to get sued for yeah. having my Starbucks, but everybody, that's a that's a place you go to, and you don't even think about it. So to see someone no. be murdered inside directly in front of the door of the Starbucks, traumatizing, horrible, even more horrible that it was filmed and... You know, I know that um, his name was Paul Stanley Schmidt. He was 37 years old, and he was there with his young daughter and his partner. And so sad. Like, can you imagine that is yeah what you have to live with for the rest of your life, knowing that your father was stabbed in front of a Starbucks while people filmed? Yeah, trying to advocate for you because it was. Um, I know the man, the person who murdered him, was vaping. We don't exactly know the exact specifics. Um, unfortunately, I was actually sent a video uh, before I knew about it, and watching it very quickly, I realized what it was, and I turned it off because Terrible. I don't believe that there, in the final moments of your life, that is a very intimate moment, especially in the middle. You know, there's a guy sipping his coffee. There's another guy filming and saying, like, he's dead, bro. He's dead, bro. And it's so fucked up. It's fucked up. And I know that he didn't pass away right there. But, yeah, I think he died later in in the hospital. He succumbed to his injuries. But it's just, for me, the first initial reaction should not be to pull your phone. I know I've said this a hundred times. Pull your phone out and film something that is that (laughs) well and the fact that we're all so fucking shut off right now Mm -hmm. like come on people yeah this is humanity like 
have some compassion, have some wherewithal to jump in and give a hand to your fellow man. Put pressure on a wound. Put pressure on a wound. Don't just sit there and take your phone out while someone's fucking murdering someone. Yeah, no, it's crazy. And I could sit here and talk about that for hours about how it's just not something you people need to be compassionate and people need to especially again if you see something like that happening advocating saying something using your voice yes it's scary and especially again the times that we're living in in our city and other cities because all the whole world has been through something and we're all a little fucked up but that is just next level i just for me you know if you ask someone excuse me can you not vape in front of my child yeah how does that make you deserve to be stabbed and again we don't know what transpired how it was said all that but that's that doesn't matter because it's never okay to stab someone to death no like why do you even have a knife in the first place at the starbucks mental illness right mental illness trauma we know we've talked about these things but that's no excuse people need to advocate for themselves and they need to get help and again if you feel the need to walk around with a weapon something is going on in your life that you you need guidance, you need maybe some trauma work, you need some meditation. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> you probably need, you do need something some more than that, but you need yeah. to feel, that's not, it's not fucking cool what's happening. It's not. And uh, to bring awareness also, there was a man a year ago, May the 8th, 2022, in Port Coquitlam at um, a school walking his dog off leash. Which we all know, walking their dog, everybody can be put in that position. And his dog went running up to a group of people and he just yelled out, my dog's friendly. And the next thing you know, those men all stabbed the man with the dog. And they swarmed him. They swarmed him and murdered him. And those people have just, the Crown has just announced that they will not be continue with charges yeah because because he's considered uh it was considered self-defense which is fucking bullshit yeah there's a lot of things and there's a lot of things we touch on i know with the murdered and missing indigenous women people in general because we're all human beings there's people that get off there was just somebody it's a case that i was reading in alberta and it's this person was murdered it was on film on cctv and the man got off because there wasn't enough evidence even though there was blood on you know it's just crazy to me the justice system if someone murders someone else at least give them a manslaughter charge that there's no way and that's really nothing in this country either it's not you're out in like five years so i mean we could go on and on and on and on about this but uh, i mean to segue, it's really cool because we have our own platform, which, like you guys know, our listeners know, it started just because we were interested in true crime. But now that we do have our own platform, we can choose what we bring awareness to. And for me, you guys, surprise, surprise, trauma, mental health work, you know, sexual assaults, yep. murdering your partner, murdering anybody, murdering a random stranger, murdering, murdering. murdering in general in general gender-based violence yes specifically you know we have said before dateline almost every other episode is either a spouse has murdered their significant other they've had someone murder murder their significant other it's a familial thing like it's it's the people the closest to you, which or fucking people you don't even know in a random place. Well, and the thing is, is that generally in the past, random violence, random murder, random abduction, 
uh, that's not something that occurs very commonly. No, I mean, not if you're not in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, and you're not, you know, like the hitchhiking. Yeah. We, we've talked about that before, but that's not something that's very, it's so rare now. It is rare. To be murdered by a stranger. But if you look, the uptick in violence, I don't think it's going to be rare for much longer. If you're, people are losing it out there. Like, I don't know. Yeah, it's fucked, bud. Yeah. So for today's episode, we have chosen, it's episode 45, so we wanted to do something a little different. And, and something that can make a difference also. Yeah, something that can make a difference. So our episode today is, um, we're actually going to do kind of like an unsolved episode it's it's got a lot of layers because it is unsolved but the prime suspect is someone it's it's a lot to unload so we have talked about the case before we have many times many times yeah Yeah, we actually uh, for a little kind of preview we brought it up last episode kind of asking mark because it is a local case so today we will be covering the murder the unsolved murder of trina hunt who went missing in January of 2021 from Port Moody, which is about a 30-minute drive from us. Um, it is about a 30-minute drive from Vancouver. and Safe sh- community. Very safe community. Uh, I think the last time that a stranger abduction had happened in Port Moody was in the 70s, back when you said, yeah. of course, there was like hitchhiking and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, relatively unheard of for something to happen in Port Moody. Yeah, and especially, I mean, we touch a lot on, again, just because you live a certain lifestyle does not mean that you deserve to be murdered. But a lot of the time, if you subject yourself to things that maybe are a little more dangerous, a little lifestyle with a little more risk. A high-risk lifestyle, as it's dubbed. Yes, which, again, we have a kind of an issue with that because nobody deserves to be murdered, as we've talked about. But... Trina Hunt was somebody who lived a very risk-free life. Yes. She was married. She was living in a beautiful neighborhood. She was early. She was in early retirement. Yeah. So that, I mean, that alone says she was a successful person, had had a long career. Yeah. And had retired at the age of 45, I think. Yeah, and she also, she had, I mean, her partner was her partner for years. I think they were they were high school sweethearts. They were. So it's something, you know, when someone goes missing, and we've said this before, if I were to go missing... I'd be fucking on it. Exactly. One second. Right? Your family, those closest to you, they know what's out of character for you. Yeah. They know. But the person directly the closest to you, your spouse... If if I went missing and my husband had nothing to do with it, he would be advocating. He would be helping look for you at would, least. Exactly. He would make it known that he wants justice. And in this case, that is not what we're seeing. At all. At all. At all. No. So we did reach out to the family um, right now, which I'm hoping is a good sign. Um, we were received with very open arms, but the family has been instructed by the police not to talk to anyone um, no media related, no podcasters. Um, and obviously we respect that. You, you guys know that we like to tell the story of the victims of these violent crimes before they were the victims of murder because they lived a life that is not just about them being murdered. No. But what happens is what we see a lot is a lot of the time, if you are a victim of a crime like this, 
you know, your life is marred by that. And it becomes the focal point. Mm-hmm. Your murder is what you essentially become famous for. Exactly. And here on Murder With My Mother, we do like to give the story of the person, what they stood for, what they were doing, the successes in their lives, how they were to their friends and their family, and what a great life they led before this one event led them to become a name that was known by everyone. Exactly. So with that, we will jump right into the episode on the murder of Trina Hunt. And we actually want to call this the hunt for justice, because that is what we want to do with this episode. We hope to bring the killer to justice. So... Trina Hunt was a 48-year-old woman who lived at 38 Hawthorne Drive in Port Moody. Which was a beautiful, is still a beautiful community on Heritage Mountain in um, the area of Port Moody. And it's affluent. Like, there's, I think their house was five bedrooms, four bathrooms. Yeah, and it was just the two of them. So to have that much space, you know especially where we live right now it's like yeah. okay i'm gonna have i'm gonna have a one not even bedroom i'm gonna have I a, live batch, in a fucking coach house you. yeah on top of someone's garage <laughs> um but it's right now if you can afford a house like that and if you can afford to have extra space you know you know you're doing well for yourself yes right and so but i just want to say also we're taking all of our info today from trinahunt.com which is it's been updated greatly by the people who are uh, you know, interested in this case, who want justice for Trina. A lot of people can relate to Trina yes. because maybe not all the bedrooms, yeah. but, um, you know, mom is just a year younger than Trina Hunt. I add, I totally, like, I've been very, very involved in following this case. Mm-hmm. First of all, the case happened um, right after we started our podcast. Yeah. Uh, we are around the same age, same demographic, um, and it just goes to show, like, this can happen to anyone, mm-hmm. and I followed um, the searches and all of that stuff, like, very closely. I've had a sticker that says, Justice for Trina on my car since... It's right away. Right away. Right away, as soon as, you know, everything kind of unfolded. Yeah. So... Trina did live with her husband, Ian. His name was Ian Hunt. And he was the CEO of... Clean Tech. Clean Tech, a cleaning company. In Richmond, B.C. Yeah. And I know that he, um, like, he brought that company. He did... I know that they were making, you know, a little bit of a million dollars. He brought it from a $1 million company to a $13 million company in the time that he was there and by all rights uh he was very successful in his career he was yeah. well educated um trina was also yeah. well educated she'd had the same job for 20 years took an early retirement they were living together i don't know whether they chose not to have kids or they didn't have kids anyway it was just the two of them two beautiful cars mm-hmm. a beautiful house early retirement lots of family around it looked like you know they had great parties it looked like her and her mom were super close you can see them it like makes me emotional like there's a video of them blowing out her birthday candles and you know the the mom gives her like a big kiss right on the lips and it's like 
Oh. You know, it's yeah. it's it's sad because you see all the love that she had for the people around her and even the people who now are advocating for her, you can still see. And, you know, they refer to her as the sparkle of their lives, which it, even looking at her, she looks like sparkly. It gives me goosebumps. It does, even, yeah. even just to think of it. Um, she just was. She was so vibrant yeah. and so loving. And, you know, even people that she had worked with for years uh, I think she worked at Shaw Communications for 20 years, and so many of the people that she worked with were still very close friends of hers. Yeah, which kind of speaks volumes to who you are mm-hmm. as a person. There's jobs I've left from, like, oh, fuck, I hope I never see that fucking When I leave my job, again. no one's going to fucking talk no. to me again. <laughs> I don't know if you, they're not going to talk to you or you're not going to talk to them, but no. Also, with, with Ian, they were together since high school. So yeah. that alone is a rarity, right? You 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 see people get married at a young age, but you don't see them last. They were, you know, successful. They were thriving. There was no history of domestic violence. That anyone had an inkling of. Exactly. Anyway. Exactly. And, I mean, you we know that sometimes people can be going through something and not... Nobody knows. Yeah, not speak about it or not allow people. But for me, it seems the family that she kept around her, they looked very close-knit. They, they did, looked yeah. very tight. And, again, I can literally have an argument and I'll see my mom with my partner you know, if that happens rare, but my mom can look at me or can even be on the phone with me. And somehow in the voice, it's like, are you okay? What happened? And I'm like, you know, all of a sudden. So the fact that there was no public knowledge, no lead up, nothing at all. No one, they were not struggling. They were not having a problem. And not even to just say with Ian, with anyone in her life. Like we have said, we're going to go through this episode where we're going to obviously give you guys the facts. Um, we're going to have a little bit of our own opinions. We're going to have a little bit of kind of things we've gathered. And we've told you guys before, we're in a discussion group that is, you know, at first it was fine Trina Hunt and we were right in there. Then it was as soon as obviously everything played out the way it has, it was justice for Trina. Um, and that's kind of where we've gotten to know Trina the family and people close to her have uploaded beautiful, beautiful, we're viewing it beautifully, <laughs> beautiful photos, beautiful memories, beautiful videos. There's a video of her wishing her uncle, it sounds like, a 90th yeah. birthday. And just her, the way she, you know, like. Her vibe was, yeah, her vibe like, was super cool and super warm. We can call warm. you classic or we can yeah. call you, you know, we can say <laughs> that, you know, all these things. And that was only about a month before she went missing. Yeah. So... She was last seen on CCTV, which, again, everywhere you go, you're being Yeah, and I'm sure, like, whenever we're out, we're filmed on CCTV. Mm -hmm. And it's crazy now that they can track people so well, you know, your last movements, where you've been. Yeah. And when you go missing and they haven't seen you on CCTV in a while, that means you haven't been around for a while. Well, also, we know, too... I mean, in this case, I'm not sure, but we know the norm, the, in the norm of someone disappearing, how do you rule out that they have just gone on the lamb, right? You check their bank account the lamb. on the lamb. On the You're like an old lady. I know. <laughs> um, but it's because I hang out with you all the time. So I'm just kidding. Old lady number one. <laughs> the oldest lady in the room. So. <laughs> um, no, but you know, you rule things out. People closest to you, they would know if it's out of character. 
did she run away? You know, did she have mental health issues that she was struggling with? Did, did she, she get abducted by aliens? Exactly. All of these things, right? They rule it out. They know your account activity. Your Have you spoken to anyone? Social media. I don't think she was big into social media. I don't think so either. But when you have a tight-knit family like that, people know when you're just, you know, you need some time, Right. Yeah. So it was January 14th, 2021, when she was last seen on CCTV. But that is not the last place she was seen by someone other. Th- well, that was the last place she was seen by someone other than her husband. So according to her husband, she was last seen on the morning of January 18th, 2021 at 6 a.m. Her husband said that he didn't set the home alarm that morning because he didn't want to wake her up, which I don't know what from that morning was different than any other morning. Well, and I've seen that when you set the alarm, it really only makes two small beeps. And I don't know about anyone else, but that ain't going to fucking wake me up. No, definitely not barely even nothing yeah. wakes me up. And so. even if it does wake me up, like you're going to go back to sleep. Well, because it's something you would be used to because if your husband's leaving for work 5 days of the week, you're yeah. used to that like beep beep, you know, or well, whatever. And I, and I think like you guys have to remember too, this was during the mid part of the pandemic. I think it's when everything kind of ramped back up oh, again. Yeah. And you know, everyone thought like, "Ooh, shit's getting better." And then it got worse again mm-hmm. and I know that he wasn't even really going into work. This yeah. was like a day where he uncharacteristically went to work early at six o'clock in the morning, but he didn't want to set the alarm because he did not want to wake up his wife. Yeah. So the thing that, when I heard about this on the news, the thing that made me the most suspicious, and I want to say right off the bat, I was like, huh, was Ian got home that day. And he saw Trina's keys, he saw Trina's purse, he saw Trina's phone. And her car. And her car. So, you know. And this was at 4.30 p.m. when he got home. But he called the police half an hour later. At 5 o'clock. He called the police to report her missing. If my partner went missing, heaven forbid, I would probably go to every single person. I would go to Home Depot, first of all, because that's where my (laughs) boyfriend is all the time. But do you know what I mean? I I would go, I would rule out everything. I would be freaking the fuck out. At least call somebody. Yeah. You you should call somebody, their mom, their, which maybe, you know, I don't know specifics. Maybe he did reach out to someone, maybe one person, because how many people can you call in half an hour? Nobody Walk around, maybe go to the neighbors. Hey, have you seen my wife? Hey, have you seen my husband? Have you, you know. I would even so much as go into the trail that I knew that that was right by the house. The person hiked or that was right by the house or any of that. Like Mm -hmm. it would not be 30 minutes after I discovered they weren't home. Neon flag, like you guys know we say on here, neon flag, sus as fuck. I'm sorry. Sus as fuck. Right? There, there's just something that resonated with me that was like, uh, I don't know about that. Yeah. So <clears throat> to continue on, so Ian um, was the last person to see her at 6 o'clock in the morning. And apparently he knew exactly what she was wearing. So he was able to give a description. And I could say, like, you guys know, and I'm not meaning to be uh, gender discriminating here, but would Carlos know what you were wearing when you went missing? Even if he saw you for three hours wearing that thing, unless it was something that showed a lot of cleavage, would he really pay attention? Carlos wouldn't even know what I was wearing if he was looking at me. Yeah. Like, in in the sense of, like, how well he pays attention. So, the fact that uh, he didn't want to wake her up, but he knew she was wearing her, her runners and her jacket and her, you know, 
that that for me is just it, it doesn't yeah. it doesn't jive with my old lady <laughs> on the lamb and jiving. <laughs> it doesn't jive with me, you know. I, I, that's not something that I, I believe. No. So on Friday, January fifteenth, Trina was texting with a friend from Ottawa. So on the sixteenth, Ian said that him and Trina drove to Hope for um, Hope. We've talked about before. We've had an, an episode in Hope. We've told hope you. Hope is where I used to drive when Danica was a fucker when she was a teenager mm-hmm. to try to gain for some, some hope. hope. Yeah, but it is like a mountainous, forested. Like it's a tiny, small town mm-hmm. in a little valley, all surrounded by mountains. It's beautiful, but there's like literally nothing there except yeah. for mountains, campsites, campsites, lakes, all this stuff. So Ian had said that Trina and him. They were really sick of everything that was going on in the media, and Trump is something that he specifically said, yeah. which, I mean, yeah, we've all, we all know, but they were going to do something called a digital detox, which the thing that was weird to me, because yes, this is in the timeline on the, on the website, but this didn't come out for Until, some time. Yeah, a long time later. Because he right away just said, oh, you know, we, we, he was very vague, like, oh, we watched the movie, it was a quiet weekend, it was... He didn't even say anything about going to Hope at first. No, until that's why later that's on. why it's us as fuck. So, yeah. anyway, on that was he said on the 16th they went, which they wanted to go to a campsite. They wanted to leave their phones. We don't know if the phones were left at home or if they were left in the car, but it was a digital detox. So they were not on any kind of digital technology. And he said they were going to look at a campsite they had gone to in their 20s. Yeah. And they were known to go on drives, but it was always drives that had a purpose. It was always drives like to the dairy farm yeah, or to do cool and, stuff. Uh, maybe this in his mind did have a purpose. Uh, but they were going oh. to look at this campsite in the middle of nowhere. And the weird thing too was that they both had cars. He had a BMW rear wheel drive and she Which had you can't do shit with and why yeah. would you take it to hope? Because and you're she get had stuck. a Mercedes SUV that was an all wheel drive, mm-hmm. which they usually drove during the weekends. Yeah, when he was off work. And so he said that they went to hope, they left their phones at home, they went to see a campsite. First of all, if you live in British Columbia, you know that it's fucking cold in January. Still cold and like still icy. (laughs) It's still there could be snow. I mean, especially if you're traversing to a campsite, Mm -hmm. and they he said in a rear wheel drive car. He said they took the rear wheel drive car, and they didn't stop on the way there or the way back. And it's a one and a half hour drive uh, each way. Yeah. Well, that day too, two text messages from her friends or coworkers, which turned to friends, obviously, if you're still texting, um, they went unanswered, which I think Trina was pretty good at answering people in a timely fashion and a timely matter. And again, Ian said it was a really quiet weekend after that. They got home, they watched a movie, and it was just really vague. And so as it kind of is right now, nobody knows what happened. But I know on that su- same Sunday, and we saw this on the Reddit group. I saw this on, I'm deep in the creep on the Reddit group. Same you guys know, same. I know. But he posted something on his Pinterest board, which was a red flag for me that he even had a Pinterest board in the first <laughs> place, because I don't know. But um, it said, sorry, it's a little girl, and they're holding their middle finger up, and they say, it says, sorry if I offended you, but maybe you needed to be offended. Here's my apology. Oh, and one more thing. You can fuck, fuck you. Fuck yeah, you. Fuck yeah. you. So on that Sunday, Trina actually did reply to her friend. Someone replied from Trina's phone. Yes. Well, Trina replied and said, um, too funny. 
Delayed response because I'm trying a digital detox this weekend. Haven't touched the phone all weekend. And the friend replied and said, wow, good for you. Must be so much harder when you're stuck at home. And they, Trina replied, or someone texting from Trina's phone, amen. So if I were texting my mom and it wasn't me, I use a lot of fucking emojis. I use emojis Same. all the time. Probably an annoying amount. Same. Because I, Yours I are mean, an annoying amount. So mine they are. probably are also. Oh, well, <laughs> I don't know if you guys noticed also, which I've heard Trina these hands don't stop moving. I don't know if I maybe just wasn't diagnosed with like some kind of hyperactivity disorder. Yeah, possibly. Well, there you go. But, oh, Louis Capaldi. That's I what know. I think of. <laughs> um, but Trina also apparently was just very expressive and yeah. I like to get that across. Like, sorry, Dan, because every time I text you, I use 500 smiley faces and, you know, it's like, it's like, <laughs> that's the thing. She did too, apparently. Mm. So the people closest to her, They've never heard her say amen. They've no. never seen her without probably a smiley or a heart or a some kind of emoji. You know, so like Ian, I always want to call him Ian. But, you know, you guys, you know what rhymes with Ian and you know what rhymes with hunt. So <laughs> I'm just going to leave that there. If you're confused, go to, to like our previous every episodes. other episode where we're I, trying not to get fucking sued this time. Yes. So, so we're just going to like I said, we don't know who the, we don't know who would be responsible for this but anyway so he said that he didn't set the alarm again on the sunday and then on the monday he last saw her when he left for work at 6 a.m and there was no activity on like i said they check activity on your phone they check your activity your bank account your tablet did you connect to wi-fi and she was known to use like to be very especially because she was retired now so she was very connected to people yeah uh through other like through her phone, through mm-hmm. her tablet. Yeah. So there was a scheduled telephone appointment that she had at one o'clock on that Monday that she missed, which again, out of Unlike character. Her, yeah. So Ian returned to their home and found her keys, wallet, phone, like we had said, and her car, but no, no sign of Trina. Called the police five seconds after he got home. It's weird. So... On that evening, the Port Moody uh, police canvassed the area and began searching and basically made a plea to the public saying, if you have any footage, um, if you have any dash cam footage, if you have any anything that has anything that can lead us to what happened or where she went, right? They used scent dogs. But the thing with this is they couldn't pick up any scent. There was no scent found. If Trina had been home that day, you know that dog would have smelled her. Yeah. You know, so... Also, they began ground searching the next day on the Tuesday and the community came together and they used helicopters, they used canines, they used half a dozen officers, they used numerous community volunteers and nothing. People but from Facebook were going out like they they right away strangers. as soon as this hit, strangers were searching we for We were her. ready to go. We were ready to go. Um and the funny thing is, is that for someone that is married to this person to be so quick to report them missing, mm-hmm. uh, that person also never went and searched for his wife. Ever. Ever. So the police wanted some more footage. So they were encouraging people to come forward. If you have any information, if you have anything that can help lead us in a direction because we have absolutely no idea. So search and rescue continued to scour the area for weeks 
And on February 17th, the Port Moody police issued a formal news release, and it basically said that numerous investigative resources have been utilized in our search for Trina, including RCMP Air Services, Coquitlam Search and Rescue, the Vancouver Police Marine Unit, and the Lower Mainland Integrated Police Dog Service. We have also contacted our partners at the Integrated Homicide Investigation Team. As part of the team's mandate, it is to investigate suspicious missing person cases where foul play is suspected. So that was on February 17th. The next day, they said the police chief Flugel said in an interview that they came to the conclusion that I, I hit can no longer continue to assist us because we don't have any evidence of foul play. It didn't meet the criteria. Yeah. There so, was nothing. It was like it, she was just yeah. gone. So because of the lack of movement, the... Uh, someone had started a GoFundMe page, and it was uh, at twenty-two thousand dollars when these are when this timeline was made. So now I know. Well, we'll get to that. But anyway, there was a GoFundMe because there were out of options where she, she didn't just vanish. She didn't yeah. just like. And and poof. I mean, for the loved ones of someone that's missing, I think that has to be the worst thing is not knowing. Like, is my loved one? out there in the woods are they you know mm -hmm. are they stuck somewhere do they need help have they been abducted yeah. are they in pain are they being sex trafficked yeah so and often the police will help for a certain amount of time but when there's no movement then they can't continue to expend the resources mm -hmm. and so for the loved ones of trina to be not knowing what happened and all of a sudden, I mean, there's only people searching. They were doing grid searches all mm -hmm. over Heritage Mountain, all over different areas also. But it was around Port Moody it was, mostly, yeah. right? So locally. So they expected, obviously, because she was last seen at her home, she walked somewhere yeah. or she was taken from her home. So on Monday, March 1st, 2021, a large banner and was put on the overpass of a highway, our highway, highway number one, just in hopes that someone would see it and someone would be able to say oh i saw her and there was just a big big banner just saying missing trina Hunt, trying to bring awareness i remember it was everywhere yeah. there's nowhere you could go and even now there's nowhere you could go obviously it's a different appe appeal like plea to the public but then it was because they were de devastated they haven't seen her in six weeks but the person that was not at the you know, the appeal was Ian, but he did give the family, it was the Stephanie, who has been the spokesperson for Trina and for Trina's family, the Ibbett family. Um, she read it out and it said the past six weeks since Trina's disappearance have been a devastating and incredibly dif difficult time for me and everyone who knows my wife. I feel the same frustration and incomprehension that her parents, family and friends share in not knowing what has happened to Trina. I am confident the police are doing all they can to solve this case, and I am hopeful they will bring Trina home. Well, he wasn't super hopeful and super hands-on with it. If This that's is the approach. first time that he's even been quoted to yeah. do anything. So on March 10th, it seemed that Ian was on a sabbatical, and he, all traces of him were wiped clean from the Clean Tech website. He was the CEO. Yeah. So for the CEO, which is troublesome to me because who could clean up a scene? Someone who was the CEO of a cleaning company. But I mean, again, we don't know. Speculation. Speculation. This is all speculation. And you guys know, obviously, 
we're very opinionated. <laughs> we're we're biting our tongues right yes, now. Yes, we basically. are, and we're trying to be, you know, respectful. But of, not we're we're not actually trying to be respectful. We're no, trying I mean to of, be of just yeah in of the case of the integrity of yes, the case. Exactly, a hundred percent. The integrity of the case is what we're trying to be respectful yes. of. Nobody else. Make no bones about it. Yes. that's all we're trying to exactly. be respectful about at the moment. So at the time, um, it was really strange because I remember that time. It was almost like remember I was like whew, because. I was, I was hyper aware. Trina went missing. Um, Shailene Bell went missing. And there was, I believe, two other women that went missing around that time. Yeah, and a man. Yeah. And f- so for me, obviously, I was like, oh, my God. It was, it was Is intense. there a serial yeah. killer? We, we, we thought maybe there could have been. Because it's not, you know, we've t- touched on serial killers in our area. And Clifford Olson, hate to bring him up every time. But, you know, in this area, he yeah. went from Surrey to Coquitlam to Mission. And it was no you know there were rumors going around that someone like do not um st- if anyone tries to stop you in yeah. a police car that doesn't look legitimate don't stop and like we talked about there Crown was Bix, there was but... quite a bit uh of mass hysteria no. at that point and we were, were like yeah Holy shit what the fuck is going on yeah and you know there's those tiktoks where a person was um rammed in the back and trying to take it be taken for sex trafficking so really we were kind of all thinking like Holy shit. Plus, it was a pandemic, so we just had this fucking shit going on that we've never even, like... So anything could have happened at that time. So the first, on March 29th, 2021, in the morning, the first of three human remains are found and reported at 10 a.m. Two were found in Hope and one in Mission, where actually Ian's parents live. And he, after Trina's disappearance, he actually went and stayed with his parents in Mission. So... On April 19th, Jordan Natterer was ruled out and confirmation IHIT has identified the remains, but no other information was forthcoming. So on March 29th is when Ian leaves his home and moves to his parents' home in Mission. On March 31st, the second set of human remains were found. On April 1st, the Parisian and Bell families confirmed that they'd spoken to RCMP, who say that the remains are unlikely their loved ones. That same day, a marked Coquitlam RCMP was at the Hunt's home from before 12 to 2 o'clock. Another detective's vehicle was further up. Ian was not home. On that Tuesday, April 6th, the third set of human remains were found in Mission, B.C., and these were identified on May 1st, 2021, to belong to Brandon Sacabau, who was age 23 from Saskatchewan. He had been missing. So on April 18th, there was a candlelight vigil at Rocky Point Park, and surprise, surprise, everyone was there except for Ian. On the 19th, an investigation into the human remains found in Hope, B.C., Jordan Natterer was ruled out. IHIT has identified the remains, but nothing else Still was nothing. Told. And I can't imagine being the family just waiting for the news. No. And I think it was about this time, actually, that Ian had said that they went to Hope. Yeah, it didn't come out until later. No, until about two months after, I want to say. And again, that's just me kind of trying to recollect when. So neighbors on the 27th of April saw Ian for the afternoon at the family home after being away at his parents for almost a month. And it appears as though he didn't stay long at the house. And by this time, too, there were flowers like a motherfucker on that lawn. It was crazy. Like, it was so beautiful to see the public come out and bring all of the flowers and the signs and the, I mean, her Trina's favorite color was purple. Yeah. 
and there was purple flowers all over the lawn pretty yeah, much there was so on saturday may 4th may may 1st <laughs> may 1st um unfortunately i hit reports that the human remains that were found in hope were those of trina hunt and foul play is suspected and we've talked about it you know there's a difference if someone were to go into a place and take their own life there is certain things that you would find in a situation like that when someone is murdered there are certain things you would find in a case like that there hasn't been a lot released about you know the remains the cause of death the cause of death um we've talked about before there are a lot of the time there's holdback evidence because the only person that would know the details of the murder are the murderer themselves because two people were there and one person is no longer there so on may 3rd multiple news outlets including global tv and ctv they arrived at trina's home and report updates and flowers being left right Mm -hmm. so uh, there were flowers being left before she even was determined to be murdered there was flowers and it was so heartbreaking for everyone because i think like even myself included uh, we're all holding out hope that i mean that that maybe she did just go away or something happened Mm -hmm. or she was lost and could have possibly survived this long but i mean to hear that news was such a crushing blow and i think it really 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 affected everyone in the local vicinity so much Yeah, so on May 10th, Global News spoke to the family of Trina Hunt for the first time since homicide investigators announced that her body was found near Hope. And the family was kind of shedding light on the last uh, movements and conversations they had with her, and they had a plea for the killer. Stephanie Ibbett and her husband talked for the first time in depth about the confusion that Ian and Trina traveling to Hope together with no phones, only for her body to be discovered there sometime later. That's the thing. Why would you not say that earlier in the investigation? This is what we did this weekend. Now that her body has been found there and somehow you remembered that, wouldn't you remember the last weekend with your (laughs) loving wife? Probably the best, you could probably recollect that, the best ever because it's something that's so fresh. And if you have nothing to do with it, why would you not give all those details up front? And then then after that, the the look of the missing posters started to change mm-hmm. after that. Mm-hmm. So there were different posters being put up after that, and they had pictures of the two of them, mm-hmm. pictures of their vehicle. Mm-hmm. They were uh, dispersed all over, but they were a lot of them were concentrated around the Hope, B.C. area. Yep. Um, and, and they said different things now. They said, if you have any dash cam footage, any hunting cam, any forest cam of either one of these people, either one of these vehicles, yeah. please come forward because this is something that occurred in your area. Well, and that alone, putting him on the poster, you yeah. know, there's many posters with her, just her because she's missing. Now, exactly. they obviously know if you're going to recognize anybody, because I highly doubt that Trina was, you know, on the drive to hope yeah alive that's that's what i think and again we don't know and that that did come up with some good um apparently and i this is speculation i do believe that he was seen those posters did drum up some Mm -hmm. evidence like the fact that he was seen at a gas station in the area but he was only seen only him so again to me that's telling me that trina was not there 
alive with him yeah. or not seen but if you're together and it's just the two yeah. of you and i'm sure you'd have to pee at some point during that exactly. i have to pee right now like. yeah. so <laughs> on saturday june 5th i hit and the port moody police conducted simultaneous search warrants at trina's home and ian ian's parents i hate that name ian i want to say ian and i want to say lane uh, god i'm just gonna call him lion just kidding ian just See, kidding. because it looks like an l right so they can be seen the police can be seen and i remember looking at pictures of they did a lot of their investigation in the garage with like bright lights yeah there was bright lights like all throughout the night <clears throat> well in and the garage. we know when you use when you the know, luminescence there's that luminescence it's going to show yeah. but if if you're not murdered in a way where there's a lot of blood you know people are asphyxiated people are you know any kind of way yeah, choked, poisoned, poisoned choked. any of those things those will not leave any kind of physical evidence because you live in that home yeah the fact that the dogs picked up no scent to me means she hadn't been there for days and it'd probably been scrubbed exactly because i clean tech right exactly <laughs> so both Trina's white SUV, uh, the Mercedes SUV, and Ian's parents, uh, oh, sorry, Ian's um, gray BMW. So it's weird because he had Trina's car at his parents' house. Yeah. And his car was at home. Yeah, because he probably, never mind. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But again, if you just, you know, maybe if you did take a car to hide somebody's body, you probably want to be the one driving that car so that it's less likely that anyone else can get their hands on it. Right. Unless the memory of driving that car just sketched you out too fucking much. Exactly. So both of those cars were taken, towed away, and what I'm assuming were combed through forensically to look for any evidence. So that was on the 5th. of, And honestly, the next day would, would have been Trina's 49th birthday, which I think speaks volumes to what was happening in that moment, I think, obviously, you know, I, I'm a strong believer she was trying to advocate for herself. Me too. So on the third, the following year, so that was 2021 when the... Yeah, and then everything just went quiet, quiet. for a year. Yeah. A whole entire year. So now they've found her body, they've done search warrants, they, and then nothing. 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 We were all like, fuck yeah, justice for Trina, like something's going to happen, something's yeah. going to go down. One year later... Mm -hmm. Out of the blue. Out of the blue, Ian Hunt was arrested, and he was seen. It was like a typical perp walk. He had his sandals on. They were walking him down the driveway. They literally they could have done that very uh, differently. Yeah, they could have done it in private. They and, could have. and actually, no one actually would. Everyone was very hesitant to name who was even arrested. Yeah. There was a man arrested. Yeah. That's all the news would say. They would say that he was arrested and that they had gone back to this address and that address mm -hmm. being his address and his parents' address. Yeah. So it was hush hush and everyone was like, fuck yeah, finally. Because And it was a couple of days before Trina's next birthday, 50th her fiftieth birthday. Yeah. So unfortunately just the next day it was reported that Ian was released and there was no charges pending. And there was a there was a news conference given by I hit that said like just so you know this is not this does not mean that no charges will be laid. Mm -hmm. It just means none have been laid. So in the time since this has happened, there has not been any movement and that's why we chose to do this case and to broadcast this case to you guys because we keep tabs on Ian. We don't, I mean, but we there's don't. Uh, hundreds of thousands of people in the groups that are 
posting pictures of him. Um, if you guys see what he looked like when Trina went missing, he was very clean cut, clean very cut. Um, effeminate business. almost. Yes, right? If you see him now, so he's gotten rid of both of the vehicles and he drives a, I don't want to exact you give you guys the exact kind of vehicle, but it's a off-roading kind of a vehicle you would have. And it's like fucking like packed to the fucking with it. I think it has a rooftop tent. It probably does. Which <laughs> mom also just got a rooftop I tent. I just got one and I hope I don't see him out no sleeping in his tent well i am but other people have seen him in the community people have gone up to him people are people are pissed off yeah people, people are, are fucking upset. pissed off because he is outliving his life and his appearance this is to me really suspicious his appearance has gone such a 180 that I don't know, when someone alters their appearance, it could be, you know what, maybe he's completely depressed and his wife has passed away and he has no idea who did it. But it could also be a consciousness of He has a ponytail, yo. He does. He does have a ponytail. I mean... You guys know how he feels I'm not a bully. I'm not a bully. But I think that that's just like... So it's completely it's 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 extremely opposite of what what he was. And that to me is either, like I said, the first, but I'm I'm thinking the consciousness of guilt. If you know you did something and subconsciously you are either trying to leave that situation, maybe run away, maybe go on the lamb. Right? He's got all the things. He's got the off-roading vehicle, the disguise. He looks like a bushman. Yeah. It's it's very different. And, and that is. could also just be so he's not recognized in public and harassed, but that's not working for him. Clearly. No, but that vehicle sticks out like a sore thumb because it's like literally yeah. always looks like he's ready to go on like a tr- cross-Canada trip, <laughs> like at all times. So... Like I said, Ian and his family are consistently conspicuous in their absence in helping search for Trina or for Trina's killer. And I just want to also bring um, awareness to the fact that not one of them, her husband or his family, have donated to the reward that the family posted. Trina's family posted a $50,000 Award leading to the arrest of anyone that had anything to do with the murder of Trina. His family did not kick in like one cent. No, and this is someone, let's say that him, you know, whatever, them as a couple were going, you know, whatever. He's obviously not done anything to help, but his family knew her since she was a young teenager. So even for them, if they really don't think that their son had anything to do with it, I would tell my son to fuck off and I'm going to help look for your, you know, money to like help or anything. So like mom kind of touched on, they, the family has set an, a reward amount of $50,000, which was renewed to the public on August 25th, 2022. So, I kind of want to end this episode just with saying if you or anyone you know have any tips, have any information, or are covering for the person that murdered Trina, please contact the iHit information line at one 551 ihit which is 4448. Or you can email them at ihitinfo at rcmp-grc.gc.ca. And and your identity will be kept it will anonymously anonymous 
there were some things that we, again, we've seen a lot of speculation online, affairs, um, what else? That's, all, that's what always comes out. Like of you course. have a reason. You're not just fucking annoyed by the person that you've been with. Because if you were, you would just leave. Get them. a divorce, right? And we've said this before many episodes. Um, but there's things that come up, and you know, if someone does have information because Anything. they were close to the killer, who we have no idea who yeah, it could if be. Yeah, if you happen to have been close to the killer, maybe intimate with the killer, and now you're no longer in a relationship with the killer. Maybe it's time for you to make your own life better yeah. by absolving yourself of any guilt. Yeah. And I really do feel, and I have said for the last month or two, that I feel like it's going to come to a head pretty soon. I just have a feeling about mm -hmm. it. And we wanted to kind of t play on that feeling and bring more awareness to the case. We know the True North True Crime is another episode uh, they've done on Trina Hunt. They did two. I know they, they did, did on, two, yeah. one on her with her subsequent disappearance when she was a missing person. Great podcast. If you guys haven't listened to them, go do so. It's a couple. I believe it's a couple. It is a couple. A yeah. couple from the island, which we're island girls over here. So um, Campbell River. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> don't tell anyone from where. <laughs> I don't know that. Hillbillies through and through. Yeah. But there you go. I mean, we wanted to bring awareness. We want to keep her name on the on lips the, of everybody. Exactly. And, you know, we wanted to use our platform mm -hmm. uh, for this cause. This cause has been in my mind since the day that it came out. And I hope that it makes a difference. Yeah. So if you or anyone you know has any information that could lead to an arrest, um, let someone know, yeah. call the police. You could even just call the regular police 911 and say, you know, if you don't remember you the number, you could call mom and message mom, it. there you go. Call message, uh, DM us. If you have any information and we will we'll pass it on, we will. But yeah, I mean, just stay safe out there, everybody. Um, and stay you know stay vigilant stay vigilant and it's fucking weird times right now yeah there's some weird shit going on so anyway that was episode 45 it's kind of just yeah like it's we're passionate about it and i kind of just feel like we're passionate just, about it but we're trying to really if any of you guys know you're probably like oh this episode they don't say fuck enough in this episode because <laughs> we want to we want to say like we want to say fuck but we want to say a lot the of name times. and we want to say what we think of the person and all of that but we are just trying to uh keep things on the up and up and with that thanks for yeah. Watching and listening. This has been episode 45 of Murder with My Mother, where I talk murder with my mother. Bye, guys. Bye.